Shabbat Shalom. Shalom Aleichem. Yeah, bless you all. And here we are today. Uh, we want to do a discussion or a teaching on how to have a how to have a powerful connection with Yah. How to have a powerful connection with Him. So let's pray. Father, in Yahushua's name, we give you all glory, all the praise, and all the honor. Yahushua, fill us with your Ruach HaKodesh. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Protect us. Protect our congregation. Protect the congregations that we fellowship with. Even the, the body of Kai Yeshua, even the body of Hopeton's congregation. Just be with us all in these last days and protect us. Let us be at one with you. And let us, as, as, as an assembly, according to the uh, election of grace, be at one with you. So remove from us anything that will not allow us to be at one with you. And even those who are watching online, let them also be at one with you in your Hoshua's name. Hallelujah. Amen. Commandments is to blow the shofar on the Shabbat. I know you would have done it in the morning too, but um, we're going to be bringing up the shofar later as well. So, okay, let's go to the book of Devarim, chapter 10, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, chapter 10. So, my readers are going to be starting from here. How many do we have? We have three today. Mm. Okay. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 10. From the top. From the top. Page 94. Mm -hmm. At that time, Yehoah said unto me, He thee, two tables of stone. Hugh. Hugh. Mm -hmm. Hugh thee, two tables of stone, mm. like unto the first, and come up unto me, into the mount, and make thee an ark of wood. Mm -hmm. And I will write on the tables of the words that were in the first tables, which thou breakest. So who wrote? Who wrote the words? Mm -hmm. Was it not Yehoshua? Was it not Yehoshua? The angel of the covenant that would have written this with his very own finger? Is he not the mediator of the covenant? Hallelujah. Come on. And thou shalt put them in the ark. Mm -hmm. And I made an ark of shittim wood, and hewed two tables of stone, like unto the first, and went up into the mount, having the two tables in mine hand. So the two tables of stone represent what? The law, commandments. Yeah, but it can also represent the condition of our heart, when we don't have a powerful connection with Yah. We have what? A heart of stone. So when our connection with Yah is decreasing, when we don't feel the power in the connection, okay, and I don't mean what some people might think, feelings, emotional feelings. I'm talking about having a genuine relationship with Him, okay, filled with His Spirit. When, we, when that started to decrease, our hearts are becoming stony. We become stiff-necked. This is the spirit of pride. You understand? And we all... Need to deal with that because at some point we're all going to have some type of stony heart. All of us. No, ex no 
exceptions. We just need to realize what area of our life is becoming stony. What area of our life is becoming hard because it's stopping the Ruach HaKadosh empowering our relationship with the Most High. Mm -hmm, come on. And he wrote on the tables. So he wrote on the tables that even Yah, Yah knew and Yah knows all things. He was and is and will be. So he know he he created these he had these stones made for him to write the law upon, knowing that our hearts are gonna be hard. So this is Yah himself revealing to us who he thinks we are. He thinks we're stiff necked and he thinks we've got stony we got stony hearts. Because he knows we're a, we, we're in, he knows we're a people that are prideful. Come on. And he wrote on the tables, according to the first writing, mm -hmm. the Ten Commandments, which Jehovah spoke unto you in the mount, out of the midst of the fire, mm -hmm. in the day of the assembly. Mm -hmm. And Jehovah gave them unto me. And I turned myself and came down from the mount, and put the tables in the ark which I had made. And there they be, as Jehovah commanded me. And the children of Israel took their journey from Be'eroth, Mm -hmm. Of the children of Yakan to Mosara. There Aharon died, and there he was buried. And Eliezer, his son, ministered in the priest's office in his stead. Mm. From thence they journeyed unto Gogada, and from Gogada to Yakbata, a land of river, rivers of waters. At the time Jehovah separated the tribe of Levi. To bear the Ark of the Covenant of Yehoah. Mm. To stand before Yehoah. To minister unto him. To bless in his name unto this day. Wherefore Levi hath, hath no part. Nor inheritance with his brethren. So some of the tribes of Israel. I mean all the men of the nation. Are called to be kings and priests. That's what the scripture says. It's not the women. It's the men. Women have different roles. You like, For example women can be a prophetess. We see that in the new in the New Testament a lot, but the men are the priests of the nation. They're the kings of the nation. So, but there's certain priests. They're gonna have a very specific, powerful connection with Yah. So that's why there's this agenda to nullify men so they don't become alpha males. They don't become aleph males. They don't become masculine. So they they feminize men, make men like there's a difference between being meek and feminized. And when a man becomes feminized, he can't have a strong connection with Yah. That's why men specifically have to watch out for the Jezebel spirit. They have to watch out for the spirit of Delilah. So when we're talking about connection, we're talking about what? Energy. We are talking about energy. Sometimes you can pray for someone and pour into them and they're righteous or they're trying to walk in righteousness and you just pour it out. That's fine. But sometimes... You pray for people and then you realise that you're completely depleted in your energy and they're energised. And then they take that energy and then they build themselves their own platform. Let's look at uh, the Delilah spirit. Give me the, uh, we're still going to keep that. Let's look at the Delilah spirit. This is the thing that the man has to look out for. Give me, the, give me my notebook. Please. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I made notes yesterday and I did a video on it. So... Who who did Delilah? Who did Delilah? Um, who was Delilah engaged to? Samson. Yeah, Shimshon. Shimshon was who? He was a judge, no? Mm -hmm. So, he was a judge, and she was a, a Philistine. So, you know the scripture says, "Don't be unequally yoked." What fellowship does Mashiach have with Belial? 
Alright, so you need to be thinking about who you're praying with Who potentially may be courting But very specifically These things come to attack priests They're sent to attack priests And it's something called energy harvesting And you just, you're left completely depleted And then before you know it, you can't even hear ya You don't know what he's even telling you And you're struggling and you walk with, with him that's what these people come to do. They come to they come to harvest your energy. We call them spiritual vampires. Yeah. So let's look at um, Delilah. Dalet, Lamed, Lamed, Hey. All right. There's a yod in it as well. Delilah. Okay. So what's Dalet? Door. Yeah. Door or dimension. Lamed. Staff, so Lamed again, staff, then we have what? Hey. Yeah, or like a revealing. It can be like a revealing as well. So let's look at Delilah. What did Delilah do? She ground down Samson, right? So she came to Samson because Samson was a powerful leader. So she wanted his covering. So she wanted him to be someone who'd pray. A covering means somebody to pray over as well, right? Make sense? You're following me so far? Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So she came and he felt comforted by Delilah. So he'd lay down. What happens when a man lays down? He feels comforted. But also when a man lays down, what else does he do? He's praying. Right? Because you can lay prostrate. Spread. And if you look at the, the Hebrew letter, Zadeh, it's an, in, in the pictograph, it's a man laying down. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. So a man is laying down to pray and he's also laying down to be comforted. So what did Delilah do? She was asking him for his strength. She was seeking to harvest his energy. She was seeking to harvest the anointing. She was trying to remove the connection. Because what was the thing that connected Samson to Yah? What was the thing that connected to him physically? His hair. What was it spiritually? That's yeah, the glory of Yah. But what was the spiritual Connection between him and Yah. What was the thing that empowered him? Obedience. Obedience. Obedience is the spiritual principle that gave Samson a powerful connection with Yah. The hair was just a physical manifestation of it. So if you notice, you be you might be looking a certain way because you know that the Most High wanted you to look a certain way, and you're being obedient to him, and someone comes and tells you. Hey, change the way you look, man. I like the way you look. So it's the entry point for the Delilah spirit to come and harvest your anointing and harvest the energy. So she ground him down and he covered her through prayers and, she, and he just wanted to be comforted. So what happened in the end? He told her the secret to the anointing. Do you, why do you think Yehoshua doesn't tell us everything? Because he knows we'll mess it up. Can you imagine if Yehoshua revealed to us our entire life and all we have to do is live it? <laughs> Simple, right? There's a very good reason why he doesn't reveal everything to us because he knows we'll mess it up. And if he's revealed everything to us and we mess it up, how guilty are we? So when you, when you don't know the full picture, don't, don't cry to him. Recognize your stony heart, and I'm a stony heart. <laughs> that's 
That's how Yahushua can just give us a little bit at a time. That's how he treats us as a bride. He's going to give like, oh, I can't trust you. <laughs> you guys are emotional. You guys are fleshly. <laughs> you see? Okay. So we have, um, we have Samson lying down. So we're breaking down what? Delilah. So D represents what? Dalet represents a draw dimension. So it's a gateway. It's a gateway for energy harvesting for Delilah. Yeah? Lamed is what? Lamed is a, a staff, but it represents a shepherd, right? So Delilah starts with a door to harvest your energy, the energy of, or the anointing of who? The shepherd. So the shepherd's anointing, the second staff. The first staff represents shepherd. The second staff represents his ability to have authority. The authority comes with what? Anointing, or in modern terms, they call it energy. So should we go from the top? The meaning of Delilah, okay, or the spirit of Delilah. She's a doorway to, an, to a shepherd to take the anointing. And then what's the last word? Hey, to reveal him. What does reveal mean? To reveal his nakedness. So what happened to what happened to, to Samson? How was he weakened? How how did he have no strength? His hair was taken. So he was bald. So the glory of Yah left him. So that's exactly what the Delilah spirit does. She's a doorway to a, to a spiritual authority to remove the anointing and to remove the glory of Yah from you. So what happened to Samson then? He lost his strength. He lost his strength and the strength went over to the Philistines. So you give your power to the devil then. So the devil want to take the anointing. The devil want to steal it. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. So now you're now, now as, a, as a, male, a male figure, as a priest, you're completely dead. But Philistines, who, who, what are the Philistines empowered? They were empowered and then they started to rule. So then these, then the Delilah spirit rules over you and then it murders you because Samson died in the end. You had to pay the price. So once, the once Delilah has harvested your energy, she then what? She rules. As she rules, she then kills. This is how deadly the spirit is. So it's there to remove the connection. That spirit has been designed and devised by the enemy to remove the connection specifically from the priests between the priests and the Most High Yah because we're talking about having a powerful connection there's the priests they have a specific connection with Yah and then the rest that's why you have biblical order that's why you have authority that's why there's apostles prophets evangelists teachers pastors that's why there's specific orders to these things the priests are gonna have a different bond like Lewi had a different bond with Yah Melchizedek had a different bond with Yah. Yahushua had a different bond with Yah. The 12 apostles had a different bond with Yah. So the priests of our nation in Israel, women have a different bond with Yah. And that's why Delilah comes against us to harvest us. So then we become dead. You had a question? Yeah, I was just thinking about that he revealed the secret. So revealing a secret, would we say that's disobedience then? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
that's why you can't be telling everyone your business. You can only tell them what other people might know publicly. But don't tell them something that's going to harm you. Torah. So you see, that's the Delilah spirit coming against what? To, to harm the connection. To harm the connection between priests and Yah. And that's why there's zero tolerance over this. And that's why when you rebuke this spirit and you rebuke the people who, ha who, who have this spirit, they respond in anger. They respond with murder. Remember that song, Inia Kamoze, Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Murderer. Some of the elders in this congregation will know that. <laughs> that's what they are, man. They're hot steppers to murderers. They want to murder. That's what they do. And, 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 and then they twist everything, saying that you, you're the murderer, you're the priest. So they come in the spirit of lies. They come in the spirit of deceit. They come in the spirit of coveting because they're coveting the anointing. They want to rule over you. Then they want to kill you. All the commandments broken. Just in a moment. <coughs> yep. So. Let's read from. Let's continue reading Deuteronomy 10. Because we're talking about having a powerful connection. So I've revealed to you just now. That priests may not have a specific connection. But how that can be removed from the spirit of Delilah. And Jezebel. And Jezebel. And if you, if you look at Vashti. From the book of Esther, she did the same thing, man. She 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 refused to be obedient to the king. So when you see some disobedience, however much like you don't like a certain situation, but you've got some authority, there's some authority over you, just be obedient. Just like Dawid was with Saul. He didn't kill him. Saul, the, the anointing on Saul's life killed it, it killed him himself because he misused it. He wasn't after Yah's heart. So let Yah do the judging. But obedience is better than sacrifice. It's better to be right the first time with Yah when he tells you to do something than to apologize afterwards and get it right later. That's what it means, sacrifice, because you make a sacrifice for sins. That's what it means. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Just get it right the first time when he tells you to do it. But I know we all we fall short of these things. But it's better to do that than to make a sacrifice. It's better it's better to do that than to say sorry and then do it. You still have an opportunity, but it's better. Obedience is better. So the spirit of obedience. And the spirit of rebellion is what? Witchcraft. So Delilah is a witch. Delilah is a witch. Plain and simple. Okay? We are we learning something? Well, we want to have a powerful connection with Yah, don't we? We don't want to focus on the negatives, but we want to have a powerful. But we can only understand the power of a connection if we if we know what's coming against us. But the Delilah spirit ain't just coming after the priests, it comes after you women as well. Because you guys pray. You guys spend time in prayer. You guys really like labouring in the faith. Like I think in, in the one of the epistles, it speaks about one of the women who laboured with Paul. You guys labour also. And like you're praying and you're praying and you pray for people. You're trying to teach younger women of the way. And you spend time praying over these these situations and then all of a sudden your energy is harvested. Why? Because like, why is she a prophetess? How is she a laborer? How is she leading women? So you might just be thinking it's about the priest, but then you look at the women elders. 
and women elders, I mean those, those who are of a uh, of higher estate, those who are mature, those who are in the spirit, and you're being drained all of a sudden. So you, the Delilah spirit is going to come for you as well. But what the Delilah spirit does with, with the women, it, may, it will puff them up and make them feminists. Oh, you're independent, you don't need anyone, you've got a great relationship with Yah, you don't need to lean on anyone. Independent woman, you go. Yeah, you go, you, you, you're the Deborah of this generation. <laughs> That's what I say, you're the Deborah. Deborah was a judge, a judge is finished a long time ago, man. <laughs> and that's how, so then you all of a sudden you get puffed up saying, yeah, I don't need a man. <clears throat> I'm my own covering. I'm my own covering. I want my own ministry. I've got my own ministry. I've got, I, I, I don't need a covering. Oh, there's a guy on YouTube. He may be a rabbi. I'll make him my covering and he don't even know you. And that's how you trick yourselves. Or you just turn around and say the Messiah's my covering. I don't need anybody. Usurping authority. So women have to watch out for the Dalai spirit too. But it's going to come in the form of let, let, let's, create a let's create a congregation of women. Yeah, because like we're on the front line. The men, the men are useless these days. That's what you're being told. That's what's being fed unto all of you. But Yah reserved 7,000 that haven't, haven't bowed their knee to Baal. And when you start rebuking the Delilah spirit and the Jezebel spirit, all of a sudden, men start to show up and say, we want to grow up, we want to grow in the faith now. So, <clears throat> women have to be careful as well. Don't get into this feminist independent movement. I don't need a man, Yehoshua is my covering. I can do all things on my own. You need that spiritual covering, whether it comes from your home or whether it comes from your congregation. Now, people don't like spiritual authority. They love rebellion. Who didn't? Who was the first one to hate spiritual authority? Satan. He wanted to be above Yah. So Satan's effeminate because he could, he's, he's got jealousy in him like that. He's jealous of Yah. That's, that, that, that's not Yah jealousy. That's, he's effeminate. He looked upon himself and thought, look how beautiful he is. What man does that? That's the kind of thing a woman does. So Satan effeminate, may Yah may Yah may Yah rebuke him for us. So where do you think where do you think where do you think the not where do you think the non-binary movements come from? Do you think it's of Yah? Pronouns non-binary. All from the pits of hell, because he himself is non-binary. He's a nothing, and he's reserved for the lake of fire. And may Yah keep us humble. And may his grace abound in us so we don't ever fall into his traps. But we need to call out these spirits for what they are. Because they're causing people to be unnatural and have unnatural desires. So Phil, Delilah Spirit. Dalet, Lamed, Lamed. Hey, the doorway to the shepherd and his anointing to make him revealed, uncovered like Samson. Lost, his, lost the glory. That's how you break it down. Hallelujah. So you come after women. She's going to make you feel like you're independent. You can stand on your own two feet. Men are trash. Blah, blah, blah. All this kind of stuff that they're giving you out these days. And they say, yeah, we're on the front line, man. We're, 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 we're on a battlefield. We're, we're, we're the shields for the men. So they make you masculine. So now Satan makes you masculine in nature. And then you become teachers. Say, yeah, well, we're going to teach the word because the men can't teach the word. See, the Delilah spirit weaken. 
the man and empowers the woman. And everything is then in chaos and disorder. Does that make sense? This is all to destroy a powerful connection with Yah. Let's go back to the point though. So a man and a priest and a man has a weak relationship with Yah. But as the woman thinks she has a stronger relationship with Yah, it's been weakened. Because it's reverse order now. Let's look at Chava. The first Delilah. I don't like speaking against uh, uh, my, my foremothers and fore, my forefathers. But we have to call things up for what they are, knowing what we are as well. But she thought she was empowered, that she could rule over Adam and say, yeah, look, have this, it's all good. So she was that prideful, she was thinking that, well, she's got a fantastic relationship with Yah, she's going to do something that, that's different, out of order. All of these things are disorder. Order out of chaos, which is why you have certain groups or societies having that as their motto, order out of chaos, and do what thou wilt. These are all satanic cults that have these symbols to bring everything out of order. Okay? So we need to restore powerful connections with Yah in these last days. Hallelujah. So we can move in a gracious way, in a way that we're meant to move with Him, in a way that we can show Yah's glory on this earth. So let's keep reading. Deuteronomy 10. Verse 9. Mm -hmm. Wherefore Levi has no part, nor inheritance with his brethren. Mm -hmm. Yehoah is... Yehoah is his inheritance, mm -hmm. according as Yehoah thy Elohim promised him. So you see, that's why the Dalai spirit comes. So you don't have an inheritance with Yah. So the man doesn't have an inheritance with Yah. Says, well, let me let me give it to the woman. And the woman thinks, now she's the bishop. And then she don't realise that she's in rebellion to Yah. Because she thinks she hears him. But now your prophecy becomes false. And then everything that you say, nothing comes to pass. This is This is how... This is how it works in the kingdom of darkness. Let's, let's read on. And I stayed in the mount according to the first time, mm -hmm. 40 days and 40 nights. So how many days did Moshe stay then with Yah? How many days did Moshe stay with Yah? Huh? 40 days. Um, no. Read, read that last verse again. And I... Read the verse again. Don't interrupt. You put your hand up if you want to speak. And I stayed in the mount according to the first time. I stayed in the mount according to the first time. Mm -hmm. 40 days mm -hmm. and 40 nights. So he said 80 days and 80 nights. 80 days and 80 nights. That's what Moshe stayed. Because he had to go the first time, then he had to go to the second time. Yehoshua, 40 days and 40 nights. So how do you have a powerful connection with Yah? Matt, you stay where you are. Matthew 17, 21, please. What was Moshe in a state of? And what was Yehoshua in a state of? And Ezra did 40 days and 40 nights. What were they in a state of? Your hand, put your hand up if you want to speak. Yes. Fasting. One of the primary keys to having a powerful connection with Yah is to have a lifestyle of fasting. 40 days represents 40 years. A day can represent a year. We know that happened with Israel in the wilderness. So they had to be, in our entire new generation, they had to be purified. So 40 is representation of purification. 
is representative of purification. Um, <clears throat> before you read that, let me get something for you. I just want to check something. Yeah. What was my point? You have to be what? A new generation. You have to literally be immersed into a new person. So 40 represents what? In the Hebrew alphabet, the letter Mem. Mem is water representing the spirit. In order to be filled with the spirit, in, sorry, in order to have a powerful connection with Yah, we need to be filled with the Spirit. So that's why Yehoshua, he was immersed, the Spirit came upon him, 40 days, immediately. The glory of Yah came upon the mount, Moshe was taken into it. Was he not being immersed in the Ruach HaKodesh? He was being immersed in the Ruach HaKodesh, then immediately into fasting. So let's read. <clears throat> because without the Ruach, we don't have any power, we're not empowered. And it certainly ain't a brain chip like some people are teaching. Mm -hmm, come on. Matthew 17, verse 20 and 21. Yeah. And Yehoshua said unto them, Because of your unbelief. Mm -hmm. They were trying to take a demon out of, out of somebody. Come on. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, mm -hmm. you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, mm -hmm. and it shall remove, mm -hmm. and nothing shall be impossible unto you. How be it, this kind goes not out, but by, by prayer and fasting. By prayer and fasting. So you see, in order to have a powerful connection with Yah, you need to be a person of faith, and a person of fasting, and a person of prayer. That's what Moshe, that's what Yehoshua and Ezra were. I'm just giving you three examples. So if you've got a lifestyle of fasting, and a lifestyle of prayer, What was, that, what was the other thing? A lifestyle of faith. You then are starting to engage in a powerful connection with God. You can't just turn around and say, I'm going to fast once in a blue moon. Once, no, it's a constant level of fasting. That is how you have it. All right. But we, and, and when you do this, the Ruach HaKodesh comes. But how do you be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh? So the Ruach comes. He leads us into faith. He leads us into fasting. This is the Ruach HaKodesh does not lead us into, uh, into envying or jealousies. He doesn't lead us into sensual things. He leads us into faith. He leads us into fasting. And leads us into prayer. That's what the Ruach HaKodesh does. How do, you, how do you get filled with the Ruach HaKodesh? Can anyone tell me? Yes? Speaking tongues. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. Someone's paying attention. <laughs> so how do we get filled with the Ruach HaKadosh? Ephesians 5. <clears throat> Verse 18, 19, 20, 21. So you gave a part answer, which is good, because I only told you the part answer last week. <laughs> 
So traditionally you were taught that somebody can lay hands on you be filled with there's a truth. The Ruach HaKadosh can come upon you by the laying on a hand or by the speaking or by even by the blowing. We saw that with Yehoshua. However, how, how do you get filled with the Ruach HaKadosh on your own? Because we need to talk about your connection with Yah. Not via an anointed, anointed person. What about your individual day? Because we need to be filled daily, do we not? Let's read. Ephesians 5 verse... Go for 18 onwards. 18 onwards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's page uh, 742 in the word. And be not drunk with wine. And be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. Uh huh. So you can drink wine, but you can't have excess wine. But be filled with the Ruach. Okay. So instead of drinking a lot, be filled with the Ruach a lot. But how do you be filled? Now Paul's going to teach us how we can be filled with the Ruach. This is what the church can't teach. Because in the church, they'll just say, oh, we're just going to pray. Or they start, pre they start praying those false tongues and say, you're going to be filled now. But this is what the scripture says. Come on. Speaking to yourselves in Psalms. Okay, the first way to be filled and the entry point to be filled in the, Ru in the Ruach HaKodesh is to what? speak to yourselves in Psalms. Does that mean you should be reading the Psalms every day? I tell you what. Back in the day, you should know those little Bibles, pocket ones. Psalms and New Testament. They were, they were onto something. <laughs> so the book of the Psalms are the entry point to be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. It was, and, and the book of Psalms mainly written by or spoken by who? Dawid. Dawid was a man after Yah's own heart. So in order to be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, we need to be people that are after Yah's own heart. Make sense? So, you need, we need to be reading the Psalms every day. That's a commandment. Unless you don't want to be filled. If you don't want to be filled by the Ruach, then don't read the Psalms every day. You should be reading at least one Psalm a day. And, and what does it say? Speak to yourself. Did it say speak to somebody else? You can speak to one another, but what about you? What about your secret place with Yah? Your own connection? Or are you going to live off somebody else's anointing? You have to live off someone else's anointing as a, in a congregation setting or in a, in a spiritual authority setting, husband or wife or father and children and assembly elders and their assembly. But what about your own connection with him? Yes? I just have um, something to share. Um, a few years ago when I was looking for a job, you used to teach me to worship because mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what to do sometimes. And I think even they tell me as well, worship. Mm -hmm. but I think it was around my uni looking for... Um, universities or something like that. I wouldn't know what to do in a certain situation. I didn't know what to do. And then you both would tell me to worship. And every single time I worship, I would hear the Ruach HaKadosh. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't hear anything. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. In those situations, I mean. So, anyway. So, worship's a key. So, therefore, you can speak the Psalms or you can sing the Psalms. And we have um, our worship leader who has uh, rev uh, got revelations of songs from heaven. So, we have access to these things. So we can speak these things to ourselves. So that's the entry point. The entry point to be filled with the Spirit of the Most High is to speak Psalms. Okay, to ourselves. Okay, come on. Speaking to yourselves in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And hymns and spiritual songs. So worship. So the first entry point to be filled with the Spirit are Psalms. The second is what? Songs, spiritual songs, yeah? Not uh, earthly songs, not worldly songs. 
You only get your Beatles and all that kind of nonsense out. Hey, man, did you see, like, who, who used to be, who listened to Beatles? Who used to listen to Beatles here? <laughs> Have you seen one of their album covers? Sergeant Pepper. I don't know. <sighs> Let's have a look. I don't know what, what, where, where Beatles came from, but we're in the UK, so we're going to talk about Beatles. They have an album image. What album was it? Aha, uh -huh, there it is. The Beatles yesterday and today. Okay. It's an image of the four of them with... Um, so go and read it, for, go, and, go and see it for yourself. In fact, someone Google... Someone Google um, the Beatles yesterday and today album cover It's an image of them And in their hands Are images of babies Which have been their heads chopped off And their, and their, and their, organ, and their, and their hands and their arms chopped off And blood all over them Just uh, get, get it up and go and show everyone And for those watching The Beatles yesterday and today So you think they're innocent? Uh 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 They ain't innocent that's what you've been listening to, and I've been, well, I didn't listen to them, but I listened to other stuff. You see how they hide these things? You thought it's just innocent. That's an album cover. It's, it's got physical heads of a baby chopped off, and the arms and the legs chopped off, and they're all holding a different body part. Energy harvesters. This is the spirit of Delilah. What happens in the spirit, they do it in the physical. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you watch. Because this is going to affect your connection with Yah. I don't know where we are. <laughs> where, are where are we? Um, scriptures. Uh, so speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and right. spiritual songs. Uh -huh. Singing and making melodies singing, in your heart to your hawa. Singing and making melodies in your heart to who? Yahweh. So speak to yourselves in Psalms. And then the second thing is hymns and spiritual songs and so basically worship, yeah? That's two. To be filled with the spirit of Yah, Psalms and worship. Then go on. Giving thanks always for all things unto Elohim and the Father in the name mm -hmm. of our Adonai, Yahushua. Interestingly, so a lifestyle of giving thanks will fill you with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. So how many people aren't thankful there's a lack of the spirit in your life? So giving thanks is a day is, is daily bread, man. Giving thanks. So when you give thanks to Yah, now you've got the knowledge. So now you're going to activate the power of your connection with Yah. The Ruach HaKadosh is going to come and fill you. Because now, now Yah's not resisting you. He resists the proud and give grace to the humble. So someone who's thankful... For the humility. Are you even thankful for your tribulation? Why do you now understand when Paul said rejoice when you're in tribulation? Because the state of being rejoicing is being thankful. You are you thankful for being chastised? No comment. <laughs> are you thankful when you're chastised? Or do you react like a like do I have to say anything? Because I'm not signaling anybody here or, or here. Or do you come out with your with your flesh? When you're being chastised, you're being chastised so you can be filled. 
with the Ruach HaKodesh. So next time Yah's chastising you through tribulation, he's trying to give you more of his spirit. Hallelujah. He's trying to give you more of his spirit. So we have speaking to yourself in Psalms, we have worship and we have giving thanks. Uh-huh, 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of Elohim. Interesting. So the act of submission, the act of submission, Todaki, the act of submission will fill you with the Ruach HaKodesh. So where do we see an example of this? When Yehoshua was washing the feet of the disciples. And he said, do this for one another. Love one another. That's what it means to submit to one another. Because then people misuse it. Women will come and turn around and say, see, you can submit as many words submit to us as well. He says, submit to one another. Because you're taking it out of context. Delilah, alarm bells are ringing. Jezebel, alarm bells are ringing. But submit to one, one, yourselves to one another in the fear of Elohim. So the fear of Elohim is the key to what? Being filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. Can you see how we're talking now about maintaining a powerful connection with Yah? The fear of Elohim. So there are four principles, right? What are they? Psalms, worship, giving thanks, submission and the fear to Yah. What's the fourth letter of the Hebrew alphabet? Dalet. This is the door. Who's the door? Yehoshua. The door to who? The father. The door to the sheepfold. That means you can't have the Ruach HaKadosh. You can't be filled with the Ruach HaKadosh unless you've got Yehoshua in your life. So Delilah is the energy harvester. She's the door to harvest energy. And Yehoshua is the door to give you the Ruach HaKadosh. Hallelujah. Can you see how the enemy works? He just tries to turn things upside down, subvert them. So the enemy sends you Delilah, makes you feel all good and says, I'm a comfort. And then takes your energy. And then Yahushua says, I'm the door. I will give you the comforter. The Ruach HaKodesh. Hallelujah. Praise Yah. So that's how you get filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. So now you know how to be filled with the Ruach. So when you're feeling... And, and Yah used this as, as, a, as a practical example of me. I've been pouring, pouring into people. And I've just taken a step back from one-to-one -one ministry outside of the tent. Like outside the congregation. But I've got some that are online that are in the tent. And I've stopped like any new people. They don't get they don't get my time because I need to conserve my energy and watch out for these Delilahs. So I had a glass of water and I knocked it off my with my foot. The next day I knocked it off my foot again. Two big glasses of water I knocked out and it showed that my cup's getting empty. So and I remember back in 2011, I wrote um I wrote a manual on uh, worship, a worship manual. Well, uh, I called it, remember, Worshippers Warfare, 2010 or 11, I wrote something, I'm going to have to dig that up, redo it, because now, now it makes sense to me, why Yah gave me the revelation back then, but I'll have to make it with a Hebraic context, Worship is Warfare, so what do you mean Warfare, because Dawid was always in war, how did he win his wars? By the Spirit, how did he defeat Goliath? By the Spirit, how are we going to win our battles? By the Ruach. So worship is warfare. So when you think about spiritual warfare, you need to be filled with the Ruach. And when you're filled with the Ruach, through the Psalms, through sing, through worship, through uh, giving thanks, and through the fear and submission to Elohim, then you're going to give us the victory. But we need to be filled in order to fight. Hallelujah. 
All right, let's go back to Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy 10, please. Okay, so verse 10. I stayed in the mount according to the first time, mm -hmm. 40 days and 40 nights. Okay, we learned about submission as well, right? Mm -hmm. 40 days and 40 nights. Just, just, just stop there, this fine kid. Uh, James 4, 6 and Luke 22, 39. And we're going to need it. Uh, but we're working through Deuteronomy 10 today. James 4, 6 and Luke 22, 39, please. So, in order to have a powerful connection with Yah, we need to be a people of fasting, a people of prayer, and a people of faith. That's what we just read, right? Yehoshua said, these things cannot come out unless fasting. We also know that in order to have a powerful connection with Yah, we need to be what? Filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. In order to be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, we've got to be a people that are speaking Psalms to, to, to ourselves. A people of worship, a people who are giving thanks, and a people who are in the fear of Yah, in submission. Come on. James 4, 6. Mm -hmm. I'll start from 5. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the Ruach that dwells in us lusteth to envy? Mm -hmm. But he given more grace, wherefore he said, Surely he scorneth the scorners, mm -hmm. but he giveth grace unto the lowly. Mm, give grace to the humble, to the lowly, come on. Submit yourselves therefore to Elohim. Submit yourselves to Elohim. Resist the devil mm -hmm. and he will flee from you. So when you submit yourself to Elohim, what does it mean? You're being obedient to him. So in order to have a powerful connection with Yah, you've got to be obedient. When you're disobedient, you activate witchcraft. When you activate, activate witchcraft, you act activate Satan. But Yah gives grace to us. Why does he give grace to us? Does anyone know? We just read it there. Why does Yah give us grace? What's the purpose of grace? To make us submissive to him. Yah gives us grace to make us submissive to him. Why does he want us to be submissive to him? So we can do his will. The only, the only reason we've been created was to do his will. The only purpose of our life is to do the will of the Father. So he gives grace to us. Why? So we can submit. Because if we don't have grace, we have sin. And sin is transgression of the law. So we're just lawbreakers. So he gave us grace to keep the law. When we keep the law, we do his will. When we do, when we keep in the Lord, we're being submissive to Him. So, and when you're submissive to Him, guess who? Guess all of a sudden, you get strength to who? Strength to do what? To resist Satan, to resist the temptations, to be in the flesh. So, when Paul was afflicted, what did he say? Take this away from me. What did he ask? Say, my grace is sufficient for you. What was he saying? I'm giving you grace. Though you are struggling in this moment, I'm going to give you grace to submit to me, to accept that this is an affliction you need to bear. And as Paul came to understand that, he was able to resist the devil in his life. So you want to resist the devil, you need to be submissive to Yah. But you can only be submissive, you can only be submissive to Yah when you understand what grace is, grace is there for. Grace is there to keep you submissive. You can only be submissive if you keep the Torah. You can't be submissive if you're not keeping the laws, statutes and commandments. 
I only want to do what Yah says. Yah, the first thing he's going to tell you to do is keep my laws. Make sense? Let's read uh, Luke 22, 39. Submission. Luke 22:39, uh, 6:77 in his word. And he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. Mm -hmm. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. So this is Yehoshua just before the crucifixion. And he is guiding the disciples. Pray that you don't fall into temptation. Why? He's, he's praying. When you pray not to fall into temptation, you're asking him for grace. Temptation to what? Temptation to the devil. The devil wants you to break the law. The devil wants you to break the commandments. He wants you to break the statutes and the laws. This is what Satan drives us to do. To break laws. This is what needs to be understood. But Yehoshua is like, when you start praying that, yeah, save me from temptation, you're asking him for grace to keep the law. Now you're getting empowered. Come on. <coughs> and he was withdrawn from them mm -hmm. about a stone's cast, mm -hmm. and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Toda. Amen. Hallelujah. The greatest act of submission that can ever be performed, the greatest act of obedience that can ever be performed, knowing that you're struggling in an area, but you can confess to Yah to say, I wish you could take this away from me. That's what Paul said. But what did Yehoshua say? Nevertheless, thy will be done. Making that confession will activate grace in your life, and that is how you have a that is how you know you've got a powerful connection with Yah. That you can confess that there's a weakness, but you can confess that you still only want Yah's will to be done. Because nobody goes through life saying Yah's will is easy. They're a lie, then they're not doing the will of Yah. It's a lie. It ain't easy doing Yah's will. It's a daily struggle. It's a day because it's a narrow path. And it comes with many tribulations. It comes with many issues. So doing the will of Yah is not easy. <laughs> it, can't, it comes with, comes at a price. But then, what does he do? When he gives you in tribulation, he gives you more of his glory. That's why you've got to be thankful. The glory doesn't come. So you've gone through tribulation. You ain't thankful. You don't get any of his, You still don't get his spirit. You might as well take the Ruach HaKadosh. He's offering and to pour out the Ruach HaKadosh upon our lives. All you've got to do is be thankful. So when you go through tribulation and you feel like, well, I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve this. You're missing out on the Ruach HaKodesh. So hopefully that's enough. When you go through tribulation next time, you're like, hmm, if I'm thankful, I'm going to get more of his spirit. Maybe that's going to convince you to be thankful. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So submission. Let's uh, read. Uh, let's keep reading. Oh, it's not here. I don't know the position, Deuteronomy chapter 10. Ah, uh, it was where Moshe went up for the second time, right? What was the verse? I'll go from 10. Deuteronomy 10, verse 10. And I stayed in the mount, mm -hmm. according to the first time, mm -hmm. 40 days and 40 nights. Mm -hmm. 
And Yehovah hearkened unto me at that time also, and Yehovah would not destroy thee. Mm. And Yehovah said unto me, Arise, take your journey before the people, mm -hmm. that they may go in and possess the land, mm -hmm. which I swear unto their fathers to give unto them. And now, Israel, what does Yehovah, your Elohim, require of you? Now say that again. And now, Israel. Now, Israel, are we listening? Are we listening? Come on. What does Yehovah, your Elohim, require? What of does Yehovah, your Elohim, require of you? That means Yah has got requirements of us. You can't say you love Him and don't serve Him. If you love your, if you love Yah, you're serving Him. If you ain't started to serve Him, you need to start finding a way to serve Him. And serving doesn't mean teaching always. Uh, Yehoshua defined that for us. If you're not serving Yehoshua in some shape or form, you don't love him. You just don't realize you don't love him. Read. And now, Yisrael, mm -hmm. what does Yehoshua, your Elohim, require of you? Mm -hmm. But to fear Yehoshua. But to what? But to fear Yehoshua. To fear. Elohim. So the requirement is to fear. Let's go to uh, the book of Sarak, chapter 1, please. Sirach, the Ecclesiasticus from the Apocrypha. We're talking about what today? Having a powerful connection with Yah. We're going to go to verse 11. Mm -hmm. So we're really trying to give you a real relationship with Yehoshua because I hear some Christian preachers say, that Yehoshua died, so we don't have a, we don't have a, he died, so we don't have a, what did he say? There's this Christian, this Christian pastor said, he died, so we don't have to have a relationship with the Ten Commandments anymore. <laughs> he said, stop having a relationship with the law. How can you, how can you separate Yehoshua from the law, or Yah from the law? So this is the type of teachings are designed, which they don't realize, and I pray Yah's mercy, because like, we didn't start off this way either. But they're teaching these things, and these things are destroying relationship. What does it mean? Because people just take, they'll turn around and say, it just, what's important, you have a relationship with Yah. But we're trying to define that today. And we just don't want a relationship, we want a powerful connection. A spirit-filled connection with Him. So, like some people just don't fear Him. So some people don't like it. You know, Yah, Yah rules in two ways. But it's always rooted in one. He, how, does, how does Yah rule? He rules through, he, he rules through love, right? Because Elohim is love. True? Yah is love, no? But He rules through fear as well, no? He chastises those He loves. But chastisement brings you into fear of Him. So some people are like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like, I don't like Yah. He's, he's, he might be angry with me. Or like, why is He so strict? This is religious. He rules through fear. Some of us need that. Some of us are just getting to gear when he makes us fear him. Here's what it is. He ruled, he tried to rule Yisrael through love. Or through that, what we understand, that comfort. He made everything available to, to Abraham. He never had to make Abraham, Abraham feed him of his own accord. He never had to force Abraham to fear him. But look at the rest. <laughs> The whole children of Israel in the wilderness, he made them fear him. So, so, so if don't, don't despise him if he's making you fear him. Let's look at the fruits of that. 
Because it's about reverence. Yeah? Not about running scared from him. Verse 11. Yes, Sirach uh, 1 verse 11, 542 in his word. Uh, the fear of Yahweh is honor and glory and gladness and the crown of rejoicing. So these are going to be the fruits of having a powerful connection with Yah. When you fear him, come on. And the crown of rejoicing. The fear of Yahweh maketh a merry heart mm -hmm. and giveth joy and gladness and a long you life. You see, this is how you get filled with the spirit. A merry heart. Merry heart is a thankful heart. Because that's how joy comes. Joy comes from being thankful. If you're not thankful, you're going to be sorrowful. Yeah, there's a time to be sorrowful. But for the but to be sorrowful in the spirit. Come on. Whoso feareth Yahweh, it shall go well with him at last. And he shall find favour in the day of his death. That's interesting. So even when we approach our last days, we need favour to make sure that we enter into a righteous judgment with Yah. But that's a lifestyle of reverence. Mm -hmm. To fear Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom Right, so a powerful connection with Yah Has reverence in it towards him And when you have reverence towards him As part of that connection He's going to give you the gift of wisdom He's just going to give you the gift of wisdom So that's one of the fruits that you know That you're walking with Yah He's always revealing something Pertaining to wisdom of heavenly nature to you Mm-hmm to fear Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom, mm -hmm. and it was created with the faithful in the womb. Right. She hath built an everlasting foundation with men, and she shall continue with their seed. Mm -hmm. To fear Yahweh is fullness of wisdom, and filleth men with her fruits. Hallelujah. So, like, you can go on and on and on and speaking about wisdom. That's what I wanted to know. So, one of the fruit of a powerful connection with the eyes is going to be the gift of wisdom to come upon you. This is how this is, but in order to activate wisdom, you've got to fear him, and then you can't turn around and say, Well, he's chastising me, he's chastising you because he wants you to fear him, and he and because because he because you fear him, he's going to give you the Ruach HaKadosh, he's going to give you wisdom. So now you're going to see chastisement differently. Chastisement is a reflection of a powerful connection with Yah. If he doesn't chastise us, he can't keep us on the narrow path. We're just going to go into the wide path of destruction, do anything I want. He still loves me. I'm free. I'm free to do whatever I want because he paid the price. No, he doesn't say that anywhere. You're free from the curse of what? Sin and death. Aha, uh -huh. let's keep reading from Deuteronomy 10, please. Deuteronomy 10, verse 12. Mm -hmm. And now, Israel, what does Yehovah your Elohim require of you? Mm -hmm. But to fear Yehovah your Elohim, mm -hmm. to walk in all his ways. To walk in all his ways. To walk in his ways is a narrow path, Matthew 7. So I'm giving you how to have a powerful connection with Yah. We've gone from fasting, faith, prayer, submission. What else? The fear of Yah. This is how we have a powerful connection with him. But also, as we're learning right now, we've got to walk in his ways. We have to walk in his ways. That means you can't lean on your own understanding. That means you can't rely on your food that you eat every day that's going to get you through life. You've got to rely on what's coming out of his mouth. And then we have that in written form. Of course, he guides us and directs us with his voice. 
but it's his word that guides so we need to walk in his ways and he said oh but you know it seems a bit religious he seems a bit strict or people are going to think i'm strange we're a strange people we're a peculiar nation we are meant to be different and we only want to please one that's him our husband and our maker does that make sense so to walk in his ways is going to keep you having a powerful connection with him you can't walk with the world you can't be a friend of the world you cannot be a friend of the world and then turn around and say well you know Yehoshua was in the world no he wasn't he was in the world but he wasn't of the world So you have to start looking at your lifestyle. Are you trying to, use, are, you, are you trying to be in the world and use evangelism as an excuse? Well, I need to be relatable to these people. And yeah, you can be, but you don't need to walk like them. Carry on. But to fear Yehovah Elohim, mm -hmm. to walk in all His ways, mm -hmm. and to love Him, and to love Him. To love him, Luke sixteen thirteen. To love Elohim. Luke sixteen thirteen. That's on page uh, six seven two of His Word. No servant can serve two masters. No servant can serve what? You can't serve the world, you can't serve money, you can't serve God at the same time. For either he will hate the one mm -hmm. and love the other, or else he will or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Mm -hmm. Ye cannot serve Elohim and Mammon. So and that means you can't serve Elohim or Mammon. Come on. And the perishim. Okay, go back, go back again, sorry. Yeah, just go back and read that again for me. So no servant mm -hmm. can serve two masters, mm -hmm. for either he will hate the one mm -hmm. and love the other, mm -hmm. or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Mm -hmm. Ye cannot serve Elohim and Mammon. Right, so to love him means to serve. You can't say you love Yah and not serve him. You have to be in a place of serving him. So that's why you ask yourself, to, in order to have a powerful connection to Allah, in order to have a powerful connection with Yah, you need to be serving Him. If you're not serving Him, you don't have a powerful connection with Him. And you, you might be wondering, what is, what's missing between you and Yah? And you may just not be serving Him. So you need to look at, you need to look at, at yourself and say, what are you created for? What are you, what are you here to do for Him? How are you going to serve Him? And you may just think, oh, well, you know, I'm just, I don't feel like doing that, and, but Yah's going to be with me anyway. No, He's not. There's consequences. There's consequences. Some people um, have, co have come into our lives and Yah said to them, you need to be a part of their lives and then they've gone away because of their flesh. What Do you think there's no consequences for that? There's consequences for these things. Yah takes no pleasure in those who push back from doing His will. And yet He says in the book of Acts chapter 13, through, uh, that I found a man after my own heart, Dawid, who will what? Fulfill all my will. So when you're filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, you, you are destined to do the full will of Yah. Because it's the Ruach HaKodesh that will make you do that. He will drive you and He will lead you to do the will of the Father. 
But can you see, when you're empty of the spirit, you're empty with your connection with Yah, when you're empty with your connection with Yah, you're not even after his own heart. So if you know you're not doing his will and you know you're not serving him, you know there's something missing in your connection with Yah and it's coming down to not being filled with his spirit. Because when you're filled with his spirit for real, you'll only do his will. And you'll fulfill all of it. There'll be bumps on the way, there are going to be some traumas on the way, there's going to be some troubles on the way, but you'll end up finishing it and you will finish that race. Hallelujah. This is what it means to be filled with the spirit. It means what? To fulfill all the will of Yah. And Dawid did that. And Dawid had some bumps on the way. But did he, did he not fulfill the will of Yah? He never saw defeat in all the days of his life. Make sense? Shall we continue with uh, Deuteronomy? What verse are we on? Still on 12. Mm -hmm. I start from 12 to the top. And now, Yisrael, mm -hmm. what does Yehovah your Elohim require of you? Mm. But to fear Yehovah your Elohim, mm -hmm. to walk in all his ways, mm. and to love him, mm -hmm. and to serve Yehovah your Elohim with all your heart and with all your soul. Hallelujah. With all your heart and soul. That means you physically got to do work. You can't just say, I'm serving Yah. Yeah, and not do anything. You physically got to do something. Mm -hmm. To keep the commandments of mm -hmm. Yahweh okay. and his statutes. Right. Which I command you this day for your good. That's the requirement. <laughs> here, here, O Israel, what, what Yahweh requires of us. He requires of us to keep his laws, statutes, and commandments. Come on. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of the heaven mm -hmm. is Yahweh's, your Elohim. The earth also, with all that there is in it. Mm -hmm. Only Yehovah had a delight in your fathers to love them. Mm -hmm. And he chose their seed after them, even you, above all people, as it is this day. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart. Interesting. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart. In order to have a powerful connection with the Most High Yah, we need to have circumcision of the heart. And everything that I just revealed to you just now is about circumcision of the heart. To fast? Because the circ to, to fast, what else? To pray? To have faith? To be submissive? To be in fear of Him? These, these are the cutting away of the flesh and the spirit. So the, to circumcise is to cut the weight, right? So when you keep the commandments, when you're in fear of him, when you're submissive to him, when you have faith, when you have a lifestyle of fasting, you are walking as somebody who's circumcised. Now you're Yehudim. This is what Paul speaks about. A Yehudim is one who is inwardly circumcision. This is what it means to be circumcised in the heart. You're being cut off from the world to be someone who's spiritual. And we are describing what it means to be spiritual and we're describing what it means to have a powerful connection with Yah. None of these things can be left out. You can't just say, oh, I can do 90% of it, but I'm not going to do the other 10. Or I'm going to do five of these things that brother's saying, but I'm not going to I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do the sixth one. Because like, I don't feel like it. I don't feel that's for me. I don't have that conviction. That's another classic one. I don't have that conviction. I don't feel that that's my conviction. That, that's emotions. What do you mean you don't feel that it's, it's your conviction? He said... This is what I require of you. Why do you need a conviction for a requirement from the Most High? No, no, no. I, I, I feel that's for me. I feel that's for somebody else. 
No problem, you're just losing power in your connection. Then Delilah comes in and harvests whatever's remaining. Delilah, Delilah, Delilah. Let's, uh, let's read Jubilees 1, or let's read Deuteronomy 30, verse 6. The circumcision of the heart. And there's, can we get Jubilees 1, 23, and then Jeremiah 4, 4, please. Okay, Jeremiah 30. You got the scriptures, right? Jubilee is 1 from verse 23. For Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, um, page 107 and mm -hmm. 12. And Yehovah thy Elohim will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed. Mm -hmm. So love Yehovah thy Elohim. So circum circumcision, the purpose of circumcision is to love him. We, and, and love and to love Yah is to have a powerful connection with Him, no? Which requires action, not just words. So we're, what we're describing right now, to have a powerful connection with Yah requires circumcision. Circumcision of the heart. So you can see why circumcision of the flesh was extremely, extremely important for salvation. That, that was a requirement. If you weren't circumcised on the eighth day then, there was no salvation. You'd be cut off. I was reading yesterday like how uh, Timothy was uh, circumcised by Paul because his father was a Greek and his, his mother was a Hebrew. So you see like, uh, but in order for him to be accepted by the Hebrews, he needed circumcision. So the act of circumcision, the physical act was a reflective of the spiritual act. Because Yah said that this is an eternal covenant. So when you're circumcised in the heart, you are activating eternal covenants. And when you have an et activating eternal covenant, that's how you have a powerful connection with Yah. But it's all rooted in the basics, being filled with the Spirit. So like when you're going through seasons where things are heavy, things are tough, there's certain things you can't do, right? Certain prayers can't be made because you're just heavy. Start with the Psalms. That's The Psalm is going to rebuild your connection with the Most High. The Psalms are going to, and, and then start with worship. Just stick to the basics, psalms and worship and give thanks. Psalms, worship, give thanks and be submissive and in fear of Yah. <clears throat> These are the pillars for you to have a basic, powerful connection with Yah. Then the Ruach HaKadosh empowers you, then you can start doing the rest. Then he's going to start saying, right, you can keep this commandment, keep that commandment. And all of a sudden you realize the burdens are lifting off you. And as the burdens are lifting off you, you then start to keep the laws, statutes and commandments. Because now, now you start, I can fast now. I've got the energy to pray now. I've got the energy to, I've got more faith for my situation. It's all rooted in filling with the Ruach. Because we can only be empowered by the Ruach. It's been given to us when you receive Yehoshua HaMashiach as, as Adonai and Saviour. So when you're struggling to pray, when you're struggling in your relationship with Yah, because things are really heavy and you go through heavy seasons, go back to basics. So the basics are to give thanks, to worship, to speak the Psalms. But you start with speaking the Psalms. That's the door. Psalms are the door. Guess what? Dawid starts with the letter da Dalet. Dalet is door. And it has Dawid, Dalet at the beginning and has Dalet at the end. This is the door to the Ruach al Kodesh. Dawid is the door to the Ruach al Kodesh through the Psalms. 
and the son of David, Yehoshua HaMashiach, he is the daughter of the Ruach HaKodesh, he's the giver of the war of life. This is a Hebraic understanding. Kiss the son lest he be angry. That's what he says in the Psalms too. That, show affection to Yehoshua. How are you going to be affectionate to Yehoshua? You're going to tell him? He's heard it all before. He heard it all before. I bet he heard it from Judas many times too. But look at Judas's works. Now let's look at our works. Are we Judas? Are we Kepha? Are we Paulus? Are we Yochanan? Mm -hmm. To love Yahweh by Elohim mm -hmm. with all thine heart. With all thine heart. So the circumcision is there to make sure we love him with all our heart. Mm -hmm. And with all thy soul. With all thy soul. Mm -hmm. That thou mayest live. That you may live. If you don't do these things, how are we going to live? We're just dying. Toraki, next. What's the next scripture? Jubilee. Jubilee's one. Verse 23. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh said unto Moshe, I know their contrariness and their That's, thought. That's uh, verse 22 in mine. So 24? Yeah, I've got the I've got Brother Jedi's version here. Yeah, read verse 24. And after this? Uh, and afterwards. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to do it back? And after this, they will turn to me in all uprightness. They will return unto me with all uprightness. Mm -hmm. And with all their heart. And with all their heart. And with all their soul. And with all their soul. Mm -hmm. And I will circumcise the foreskin. And I shall circumcise the foreskin. Of their heart. Mm -hmm. And the foreskin of the heart of their seed. Oh, that's interesting. So now you understand there's generational curses and generational blessings. So if you walk in circumcision, your children will. Your disciples will. Your congregation will. So you better hope I'm walking in circumcision. Because you're my spiritual seed. So this is how you activate spiritual blessings for your children. You yourself have got to be the one. You know how to, everyone knows how to activate curses. We're experts at that, being, Isra being Israelites. That, that, that's the first thing we've understood. Give me a golden calf, give me an idol. Fine, we'll just make an idol out of anything. But now we need to be a people of circumcision. That seed will also be circumcised. So this is what Yah's promise is. He's going to return us to him, circumcise our heart. And as we, be, as we behave as, as a circumcised people... The circumcision falls upon our children. Blessings. Hallelujah. Come on. And I will create in them a Ruach Kakodesh. I will create in them a Kwadosh Ruach, a set-apart spirit. So in order to have a set-apart spirit, okay, in order to have the Ruach Kakodesh in us, we need circumcision. We need to behave a certain way. Come on. And I will cleanse them so that they shall not turn away from me. From that day unto eternity. So the purpose of having a set apart spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh in our life is what? So we don't turn away from Yah. Not to feel emotional fuzziness that they teach you. So you don't turn away from Him. Because the Ruach HaKodesh want to keep you obedient to the Father. He want to keep you obedient, but the more disobedient we are, He's going to leave. I know people don't like that teaching, but it's the truth. David, da Dawid, the one who's really full of the Ruach HaKadosh, he said it himself. Don't let your Ruach HaKadosh depart from you. Did not the Ruach HaKadosh depart from Sapphira, Ananias and Sapphira? 
or Kananya, Kananya, right? Mm -hmm. And their souls will cleave to me and to all my commandments. And after, so the Ruach HaKodesh is given to us by, by the Father for what? So when you've been filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, we, don't, we stop turning away from him. So when you start feeling yourself being disobedient, thinking, hold on man, like I'm being contrary, I'm being disobedient here. The Ruach HaKodesh, the less of the Ruach in your life. So you go back to the Psalms, you go back to being thankful, you go back to singing and worshipping. You go back to you go back to being in the fear of Yah. So now you're understanding when your connection with Yah has been weakened, there's less of the Ruach in your life. You now know how to get the Ruach in your life. And as you know how to get the Ruach in your life, you then the immediate consequence of being filled with the Ruach is to be what? Is to not turn away from Yah and to start keeping the commandments. Mm -hmm. And I will be their father, and they shall be my children. Right, because you're filled with the Spirit. It's the Spirit of adoption. Ephesians chapter 1 or 2. Verse 25. And they all shall be called children of the living Elohim. And every angel and every Ruach shall know. Yea, they shall know that these are my children. They shall acknowledge. So, Yah's angels and, and Yah's, the, the spirits of Yah, the, the spirits that he's created for his worship, they will start to acknowledge us. When? When we're filled with the spirit of Yah and when we start walking according to the commandments. So, can you see the benefit of having a great connection with him and how to have it? And now you're realizing when you've been weakened, there's a Delilah spirit involved. But also, when you start to get disobedient and you recognize you're disobedient more often, then all of a sudden, mm, I need more of the Ruach HaKodesh. Because it's the Ruach HaKodesh who keeps us. He's the seal of salvation. And that's why we have foolish doctrines when people say it's a, a brain chip going to go in your head. And that's going to be the Ruach coming upon all flesh. Ridiculous. As if Yah is going to use technology to, 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 uh, to fill us with the Spirit. He give us the book of Psalms. He give us a thankful nature. This is, this is how you break down the word. This is how you empower yourself with Yah. Uh-huh. And that I am their father in uprightness and righteousness. In truth and in righteousness. Mm -hmm. And that I love them. And because I have loved them. That's enough. Jeremiah 4 4. This is all very powerful. This is like, and when you have a powerful connection with Yah, He's just going to love you even more. Jeremiah 4 4. Mm -hmm. That's page 366 in His Word. Circumcise yourselves to Yahweh mm -hmm. and take away the foreskin of your heart. Mm -hmm. Ye men of Yehuda mm -hmm. and inhabitants of Yerushalayim, mm -hmm. lest my fury come forth like fire. And burn that none can quench it, mm. because of the evil of your doings. Mm. Mm -hmm. Declare ye in Yehuda, and publish in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. and say, Blow ye the trumpets. Blow the ye the trumpets. So when you circumcise in the heart, you blow the trumpet. Come on. Cry, gather together, and say, Assemble yourselves. So when you fold with the Ruach HaKodesh, when you have a powerful connection with Yah, you have a desire to go to your Shabbat service. This ain't me pulling a, pulling wool over your eyes. It's a fact. Now, if you are far away and you don't have a Shabbat service, you have us. You know it. Anyone watching? It's a fact. 
But if you if you truly have a powerful connection with Yah, you would want to blow the shofar. You will have a shofar. Now, I don't I don't sell shofars, right? I know the person who does that. So this ain't anything. But you you will have a shofar and you will sound it. And you will assemble with your fellow brethren and you will worship in spirit and in truth on the Shabbat service. This is evidence that you have got a powerful connection with the Most High Yah because it, it's not about yourself anymore. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Some people are going to turn around and say, what do you mean shofar? I can't afford that. Uh, I need a shofar to have a powerful relationship with Yah. All right, let's see what the scripture says. Book of Revelation. Uh, I don't need to. I don't need to show far, brother. Let's go. Revelation chapter one. Yeah. We want to go to uh, chapter uh, chapter one, verse nine. Revelation chapter one, verse mm. nine. It's page seven seven nine in His Word. Behold, He cometh with clouds, mm. and every eye mm. shall see Him. Wait, what? What? What verse? Chapter 9. No, sorry. Chapter 1, verse 9. Verse 9, sorry. I, your canon, mm -hmm. who also am your brother and companion mm -hmm. in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Yahushua HaMashiach, mm -hmm. was in the owl that is called Patmos for the word of Elohim and for the testimony of Yahushua HaMashiach. Mm -hmm. I was in the Ruach on, the, on Adonai. I was day. in the spiritual realm. If he's in the Ruach, that means he would have been filled with the Ruach, no? You can't be in the spiritual realm, or you can't be caught up into the into, in, in, into the heavens, or you can't be, unless you're filled with the Ruach. It doesn't make any sense. You have to be filled with the Ruach. So we know for a fact that Yochanan was thankful, because we see tribulation, so he would, have, he, would, he would have been rejoicing. We know now he was reading the Psalms. He was a man of the Psalms. And was he not the one that loved Yehoshua the most? Yeah, so we know he was filled with the Spirit. Was he not the one who stayed at the cross? Was it not Yochanan there? Didn't Yehoshua turn around and say to Yochanan, behold your, behold your mother? Look at the responsibility he gave to him. That's a beautiful thing because he was filled with the Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit and there was fruits to Yochanan's life. So Yochanan's now on Adonai's day. He's like, uh, he's in the spiritual realm now. Come on. So I was in the Ruach on Adonai's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. A what? A trumpet. So when you're in the spiritual realm, you're going to hear a trumpet. You're going to hear trumpets. What is a trumpet? Let's read on. Saying, what thou seest, write in a book. And send it on to the seven So this, this trumpet sounds of a voice of who? Yehoshua. Yehoshua's voice is as of a trumpet. So we're talking now about frequency. We are talking about frequency. So, so one, of, one of the acts of having a powerful connection with Yah is to blow your trumpet. Because he communicates as if his voice is like a trumpet. So he's using a parable here to help us understand... High frequency communication. That's why we're given commandments to blow what shofar on Adonai's day. Was it Adonai's day? We we can look at it as the Shabbat as well. No, I think uh, Phil was bringing it uh, last time. 
So why is there a, why do we blow these on the on the on the feast days as well? There's specific frequency in communication he desires, but this comes this comes from a blowing. Is it your words? What what comes out of the shofar? What sound comes out? It's your spirit. It's your breath. Your breath is coming out of this instrument, this holy instrument, okay, and communicating to Yah. So in order to have a powerful connection with Yah, you need to communicate from your spirit. In order to communicate from your spirit, you need to be filled with the spirit, which is the Psalms, etc., etc. But in order to be, and, and then also to continue in communication with Yah, he want, he want to hear what your spirit has to say. So when you blow a shofar, does it not sound like a groaning? You know, sometimes we can't pray. What does Paul say? So we have the Ruach HaKadosh who intercedes for us and utters groanings that even we can't understand. That's the shofar. That's the shofar. So when you blow your shofar, the Ruach HaKadosh is speaking and communicating with Yahushua, making spiritual intercessions for you. So when Israel went into war or when they went into assemble, what did they do? They blew the shofar. Because it's a call. It's a, it's a spiritual call. So we can't even, you can't limit and say that the shofar is just for your mantelpiece. Because I know so many people just have it on the mantelpiece. Just look good. It's a spiritual communicator to the Most High. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, Toraki. So we see that in Jeremiah 4, 4, circumcise your heart. Then it starts talking about what happens when you don't circumcise your heart. And then he goes on to say, what? You've got to blow the shofar and assemble together. So part of the circumcision of the heart is there's a wider gathering and a blowing of the shofar. So this is what I would say is to have a powerful connection with Yah. To summarize it, it's the circumcision of the heart. The circumcision of the heart requires us to be what? Filled with the spirit, which we've described. It requires us to be um, a people of prayer, a lifestyle of prayer, a lifestyle of fasting, a lifestyle of having the fear of Elohim, right? To love him, to keep the commandments, to walk in his ways, to blow the shofar and to assemble with one another. Hallelujah. So that is how we have a powerful connection with Yah. But guess what? There is some evil spirits out there like Delilah and Jezebel that will look to harvest your connection with Yah. Because they themselves don't want to put the work in. They don't want to fast. They don't want to pray. They don't want to blow the shofar. They don't want to keep those. Oh, it's too difficult to keep the Sabbath. It's too difficult to keep the 613. It's too much. Ooh, it's a burden. So they will now harvest your connection with Yah. And then they'll thrive off that energy. Then they, when they run out of energy, they're going to come back. Yeah. But Yehoshua was the one who opened the door that no man can close. And he closes the door that no man can open. Bashem Yehoshua. Hallelujah. Amen.